Hey there, and welcome to Branded by Amazing. This is episode number 10, and today we're going to talk about protecting your brand on Amazon. Uh, This is Matt Clark, CEO of Amazing. And I'm Mike McClary, the Chief Product Officer of Amazing. Uh, I want to talk about a recent news story. Every year, Amazon releases an annual report on what they've been doing to protect their sellers and their brands. Uh, And this past spring, they released their news report for last year. It's called their Brand Protection Report, and it highlighted all the attempts that have been made out there for fraudulent sellers trying to get on their platform and sell products. I mean, it's such a big potential revenue profit maker that it's only natural that all these, you know, I'd say bad actors are trying to take advantage of the platform. Well, last year they stopped over 6 million accounts that would have been fraudulent sellers from even getting accounts created or Mm -hmm. selling products. The year before, it was only two and a half million. That's more than twice as many they're able to stop. They're really definitely amping up their uh, protection measures. Um, and probably people are trying to, more important, people are trying to get online as well, selling. Uh, they also started, I didn't hear about this one, Matt, but the Amazon Counterfeit Crimes Unit. I kind of want to get a job with Amazon and be mm-hmm. a part of that unit, have a card that says right there. But they're no longer just stopping people and suspending them. They're actually referring people to, you know, the police or FBI if they feel like crimes are being committed, which also a big deterrent, as you can imagine. Um, they implemented something we're talking a little bit about today called the IP Accelerator. Uh, and they also started selling, uh, showing seller business addresses, which also help keep people who are trying to hide their business address, their real business name uh, from selling on Amazon. And they are going to be implementing a lot of the features, or they actually did start implementing a lot of the features and things that we're going to talk about today when we get into brand registry and transparency and, and things like that. Yeah, it's interesting reading about this stuff because Amazon can be super annoying sometimes for people trying to sell on Amazon or us. We're trying to teach people how to sell on Amazon. I mean, sometimes we have a nightmare of a time getting people approved for Amazon Seller Central accounts. I would say like most of the time it's fine, but every once in a while, some of these people have such a pain in the butt. It's because of this kind of thing because they're kind of trying to uh, keep that stuff from happening. And it is interesting, too, because it's like a lot of times it's, you know, um, it feels like they're not listening and they're not doing anything. But you can tell, I mean, they do want to clean up their platform. They don't want these people doing bad things on there. And like we're kind of getting today about protecting your brand, there's a reason you want to protect your brand is to prevent people from doing bad things to it. So it's good to hear that they are um, doing more and more to protect sellers. You know, and I feel like uh, maybe they cross that threshold where they finally feel like they got things under control. Because before, if they had any countries that they felt like, ah, there's just too many bad actors from here, they wouldn't let you sell from them. Yeah. And then just a few months ago, they finally said, pretty much any country now, except for seven. I don't have the exact seven right now, but out of the 195 countries, only seven now, instead of 100, you can no longer sell from. That's a sign to me that they have their controls in place now. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we want to talk about protecting your brand because some of this stuff is newer. So I'm going to be asking Mike a few questions because he's uh, very familiar with this stuff. Um, but first off, like, why would you want to protect your brand at all? I mean, uh, big reasons are is because if you want to build a business, and you want to produce consistent sales. You don't want people ripping off your product, ripping off your brand. Also, it helps add um, more consistency long term if you ever want to sell your business. Uh, so having your brand and kind of being able to not feel like doing all the marketing and all the brand building and all the product work is kind of a waste of time because then somebody can just jump in there, rip off your product, jump on your listing, rip off your brand. So being able to prevent all that stuff from happening is the whole reason why you'd want to protect your brand. So I'm not going to spend a ton of time on that question because it's kind of <laughs> obvious uh, because it's a good thing to do. Now, maybe some things are kind of maybe not worth the time and effort, but in general, the more you can kind of protect your brand and some of this stuff is kind of you know, one-time things you can do. And some of it's kind of uh, ongoing maintenance, but yeah, it's it's very important to go out there and um, protect your brand. I mean, you can do it with basic things such as trademarks. A lot of times people ask, you know, uh, when should I get a trademark? Uh, sooner is better than later, 
But if you're on a shoestring budget just getting started, it's probably not the most important things when you're not even producing any sales yet. But whenever you know you're going to keep this business long term, go ahead and get your trademark process started. Um, and so before we go too far into that, I mean, specifically to Amazon, they shouldn't probably just go out there and just jump and get a trademark for any website, right? No, definitely not. You want to make sure that you can go out there and, uh, like I said, you have to be selling. You know, you should be selling. Make sure you got a good product. You're generating some profit in order to get that. But they really want to make sure that you're getting a trademark for a brand that you've done a little bit of research on because you're investing some time in the packaging, the product name, and, and so forth. And once you're sure that's the product, it's got a little bit of traction, uh, it's a brand name that you like and you're ready to go for it, then you can go and start registering for a trademark. I'm not a trademark lawyer. I don't play one on TV, but I know that there are some first use laws in the United States. So don't feel like if I start selling today and don't get a trademark for six months, then you're at risk for these six months. As long as you start selling, can show that you sold on this day using that trademark, you get some protection already. So it's not like you're just out there uh, in the Wild West and someone can steal it from you. You just have less protection than when you finally get that official trademark approved. And back in the day, you know, we used to have people, and we've done it ourselves, used to, I, I've been through a lawyer, I've used uh, LegalZoom before, mm -hmm. but if you're somebody who's selling on Amazon, we're going to recommend they go through brand registry, right? Absolutely. And yeah. why is that? Or can you tell people a little bit about what brand registry is all about and like how to actually use it? Yeah, so brand registry is Amazon's uh, program they created several years back to help protect brands. And the, the way I look at this, you know, everyone's always said that Amazon doesn't care about, care about their sellers. They do care about their sellers. They produce tools for their sellers. But who they really care about the most is brands. All these tools they're creating are for brands and supporting them to sell on Amazon. So brand registry is a process to give brands all types of protections. Uh, the first is just brand registry itself. By getting approved, if you have a trademark, then you get protections on your products and your brand. No one can go out there and just uh, change your listing. Once it's under your brand, it's locked. Only you can change it. Uh, so it gives you some protection right there because back in the day, Anyone can go out there and change any listing at any point in time. And it was kind of a nightmare. Um, it's gotten much better. So now they have to go through that process. And then there's a couple other components of brand registry as well. Kind of the next level beyond the brand registry, the core part of it, it's called something called Project Zero, which gives you access to other tools that if for some reason someone is selling your product, so they can't change your listing, but anyone still can sell any brand of products out there. If someone's selling it, you're aware of it. And you can report them if you feel like they're selling counterfeit goods. So that's another nice feature they added in there. You can act actively go out there, search for people who might be selling your brand. Some of them might be doing it legitimately. They bought your products or reselling it. Uh, and there's also some automated controls inside of Project Zero as well, where Amazon, as they get smarter and know more about your brand, they actually catch sellers listing your products that they believe are not listing authentic products. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty cool feature to have in place running 24-7. Yeah, so then, so then as far as uh, getting brand registry, I mean, I've, I've been involved this with two brands now. So we have our uh, coffee company, which is me and a business partner, e-commerce brand. And so I can't even remember how you get there. I think it's inside of Amazon Seller Central. You look up brand registry, and then all of a sudden you start going through the process. And from what I remember, you're presented with like hundreds of different <laughs> law firms that you can go with. And I think you, we just kind of sorted by best reviews and then picked one of them. Never heard of them before, but then we contacted them. And then my business partner kind of ran with the process after that, but it was like pretty easy to get in touch with them. I think the cost, you probably know better than me, was cost was around a couple thousand dollars yeah. or something. Is that right? It's gotten a little more competitive now. Now they have more people involved in the program. Oh, okay, yeah. And then and then they specifically call that marketplace, I guess, of, of lawyers, uh, IP Accelerator. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's the program they put in place to support brand registry because yeah. before you had to go out there and find your own. Right. It could take 
a couple of years to get a trademark. Yeah. With IP Accelerator, the beautiful thing about it is you still have to wait to go through the entire process of getting a trademark approved. They don't make the government move any faster. Right now they're moving a little slower, but as long as you have filed for it and the lawyer that is approved by Brand Registry or IP Accelerator confirms that you filed for it, you can get brand retro now within two weeks. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Nice. That's right. Yeah. So both these brands, neither one of them already had a trademark. So if you already have a trademark, you can just immediately go for brand registry. Neither one of uh, these did. So my wife's brand and this uh, e-commerce brand that I own, we went through IP Accelerator mm -hmm. both times, and it was it was super simple. And like you said, you're able to get brand registry, which you used to have to get a trademark, which can take six months to a year uh, to get the trademark, but now you can get that almost immediately. Yeah, it's a pretty nice feature they put in place and the costs are compare, you know, comparable to other services as well. So you went through with your existing business, kind of mm -hmm. getting set up on Amazon, yeah. and then your wife kind of started from scratch, right? Yeah, so uh, you know, she she has her business that she's been doing for a little while now, and so we had toyed with the idea of getting a trademark, but she uh she is the most frugal person on the planet when it comes to building her <laughs> business. She doesn't really like doing any of the marketing or anything like that. So she just goes out there and, you know, keeps finding new products to sell. And it's worked pretty well. She's been profitable since day one. Uh, but we knew at some point it made sense to get a trademark because people are just, you know, you've heard about people doing weird things if you don't have a trademark. And she she eventually wants to sell this business. And so, yeah, we went up uh, when first thing we heard about IP Accelerator, uh, however long ago, a year or two ago, uh, went through that process and found an attorney and then got her a trademark and got her brand registry, which is given her a lot of peace of mind also right there's one other feature that i don't know they're very public about it but if you don't go through ip accelerator now i've heard instances of sellers now still being able to get approved mark approved for a brand registry going through any other lawyer if you already have one like mm -hmm. you can go through legal zoom rocket lawyer or any one of those companies if you can provide the registration number that or i guess the serial number for it's registered uh, they'll still approve you earlier than waiting for the trademark to come through can't verify that yet but i know of several sellers who've gotten that approved they didn't go through ip accelerator but still got brand registry early kind of yeah. a cool feature cool and then so what else do you recommend people do for existing sellers um to protect their brand better so they so they've gotten a trademark they've uh, either got it on their own through IPL Accelerator, now they have brand registry, what else? Yeah, so mention Project Zero. Yeah. Something's kind of running in the background. You don't have to do anything in there. If you have access to it, check it out. Um, you just have to click a button inside a brand registry to apply for it. Um, it's a very simple process, pretty much automated approval, unless there's some reason, which I don't know why it wouldn't be. Uh, but you can let it run in the background. You can also go out there and just do a quick check using Project Zero. Put your brand name in and see if you see anyone using it that you don't expect to be using on Amazon. Should be you. Should also be Amazon. So anyone who's ever had a used product sold by Amazon Warehouse, they'll be selling it as well. Uh, and that's usually the only people you'll see on there. Now, that's kind of the second level. You know, brand registry is the first level. Project Zero is that second level. The third level, which kind of takes it to the nth degree, is something called transparency. Mm -hmm. And what this is, it allows you to get serialized stickers for every one of your products that's unique to that product, that unit, uh, and then it pretty much completely stops people from even being able to sell counterfeit products. So before you manufacture, say, a thousand units, you tell Amazon, they either send you or you print out these serialized stickers, give them your supplier, they put on every unit, and then when they get sent to Amazon, only those units that are scanned in and they can verify that serial code gets, get put into inventory. So imagine if any of your other competitors try to send in counterfeits, they can't recreate those serialized stickers, and so it eliminates any kind of counterfeiting at all. I don't do that yet. That's a big amount of work to work with your manufacturers and do that. I do know several people do that. They have seen a decline in any kind of you know, hijacking or mm. counterfeiting claims. Uh, but if you're ever worried, if, you, if you're having a lot of problems with people selling or claiming to sell your product, I would go to that level and get transparency. 
And what about, um, uh, are you hear people doing it in other businesses, but specifically for this business, do either you have experience or know other people who've trademarked other terms related to their products? You know, you know, you know, you see it a lot of times people will have, I was looking the other day, a company that makes like Bowflex, for example, like Bowflex is a product name. And so they've trademarked that, not just their brand name or company name, they actually trademark product names and some people trademark special terms. Um, there's also, you know, possibly copyright protecting any media assets you have, such as maybe your Amazon photos. You could potentially copyright protect those, I believe. Do you um, know of any people doing that for Amazon? So trademarking other terms, no. I don't know of anyone doing that right sure. now. Uh, right now, it's just been the brand name. I can imagine, though, if you have a product, if you give your product a name, yeah. which uh, we do that in some cases. When like you like consider... Blender Bottle is a big one. Exactly. That's not the brand necessarily, but that's the, that's the bottle name. Yeah. Um, that might make sense to trademark that as well. Um, I don't... I don't currently do that. Copywriting, though, we have done that. Uh, copywriting something that um, is pretty easy to do. It, th there's no real cost to it, I believe, as long as you submit it to, to some copywriting agency or what it is, some government agency that does that, then it shows that that amount of text, whatever you wrote, is copyright under you. So therefore, if someone tries to go out there and use that for your instruction manual, the copy your instruction manual, or your packaging, then yeah. you are covered there. We have that, a situation that happened to us several years back where someone copied our packaging, copied our instruction manuals. We didn't have it copyrighted, so we had to jump through some hoops to get it resolved. We eventually did, probably because they worked with us. They understood that we had a case there. But had we copyrighted it, it would have been really simple for us to simply notify Amazon, verify it's our copyright, and they would actually remove that product that's infringing upon your copyright. So they take that very seriously, just like they do trademarks. Yeah. And then what about, um, you know, I've heard of people that, They'll be sourcing a product from China, and then all of a sudden somebody goes and registers their brand name in China for a trademark over there, their equivalent, and then now their supplier in China, sometimes it is a supplier, I think, but their supplier in China can no longer supply them their own product because somebody trademarked their brand name over in China. Yeah, we've seen this happen more and more. I'm not going to say it's like running rampant, um, but we have seen this happening. Uh, we actually went out there and decided to trademark our brands coming out of China because, like you said, exactly had trademarks are different in China. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, I guess, and like patents are different in China as well. Like they, they handle their IP a little bit differently. But if a supplier there tr gets a trademark, the problem is they can't export it. That gets caught at the port. They look and verify that it's a trademark, something inside of China already. They won't let it export. So they can, you can have your manufacturer make your products. Mm. Everything's the same. It can't get out of the country. Uh. That's the big problem there. So what we do recommend some some people do that if you start getting to where you're selling a significant amount of inventory and products, consider trademarking your product in China as well. It's not very expensive. It's actually cheaper than it is in the United States. Uh, we went for a world trademark. Um, our, we have a separate law firm they work with, but they go out there and they pretty much just add up the cost to go out to these independent countries uh, and get trademarks. And it's one lump sum cost, I think a couple thousand dollars as well. And then you're protected in all these countries should that happen. But the China one's probably the one that scares some people because yeah. you take to spend all this money and have your products stuck and not be able to get out of the country. So how did you do it or who did it? For you? Uh, Thompson Culver. Uh, feel free. That's a, that's a law firm for me that we use. Great They're U.S.-based? They're U.S.-based. Okay. Uh, they're all around. And they handled the entire process. All I did is tell them, here's our four brand names we're using. Here's where we like to get them trademarked. Went through every single country. I think only one of our, our names was already taken by another company in China. Mm -hmm. uh, not related to them trying to do anything. Just had it before. So we couldn't get that one trademarked. The other ones they have took less than a year. And now we don't have to... I don't have to go to bed worried about my products being stuck in China and not getting out. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, cool. So uh, anything else you want to cover as far as protecting your brand? Well, you know, in addition to protecting your brand, 
there's a lot of other reasons why you want to take advantage of brand registrants. Kind of focus on that. And not only do you get the protections for people not changing your accounts, people not selling counterfeit products for them, Amazon kind of going out there and keeping track of everything for you in the background. It gives you a ton of other benefits and features. These are things that I get excited about because when Amazon creates all these new tools for sellers, hmm. lately they've been creating them specifically for brand owners. It's not for a seller selling on Amazon, it's for brand owners. And there's lots of things, I had to write these down. There's so many things out there. Uh, you get A plus content, which is like enhanced brand content, but images, video in your product description. There is sponsored brands, whole nother type of advertising. We're all used to sponsored products. Um, the kind we just advertise in the search results. Sponsor brands gets you at the top. We call them headline search ads. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also put videos in there. Uh, so it's a whole nother platform basically you can advertise on that it's a very limited group of people because only brand owners can advertise there as well. A little expensive still, but it's another way to reach. And there's tons of other things that, you know, are you guys utilizing sponsor, sponsor brand, sorry, sponsor brand videos now, Matt? Uh, yeah, I've seen it because our, our agency, we used to manage uh, the Amazon side of our e-commerce brand. I mean, they had us go check it out because I would be able to scroll down the middle of the page. You could see our video like auto playing on Amazon and took up a ton of real estate on there, which yeah. is cool. And what I've seen, those definitely have higher click through and conversion rates as well. Yeah. So if you're interested in increasing sales, conversions, traffic, all those things, sponsor brand videos is the way to go. But you have to be brand registered mm -hmm. in order to do that. I also love like when this came out a couple of years ago, brand analytics data. We've always talked about in the past, I wish Amazon would tell us all the search terms people are searching for. And I really wish they'd tell us what products they end up buying. We kind of joked about it like they're never going to do that. Yeah. Well, they did that. <laughs> they came out with something called Brand Analytics, which tells you every week, every month, every quarter, whatever time period you want, what are the number one searched terms on all of Amazon, all the way from number one to a couple million, and then what products get clicked on and what products get purchased. Incredible incredible data that I never thought they'd come out with. Uh, that is probably the number one reason, aside from protections, that I like getting access to brand uh, registry, just getting all that data. Because you no longer have to pay for a lot of tools out there. You could just go to brand analytics, type in, in your competitors, type in a search term, and Amazon to say, here's exactly what your customers are searching for and what products they're ended up buying on Amazon. Now, there's a few other things in here as well. I mean, I don't. there's Amazon stores. Uh, did you know that you can actually contact customers to give you bad reviews now and try to get them to remove it? Did not know that. They, yeah, so they, they took away the ability to comment on reviews yeah. several months back, mm -hmm. which was the only thing we had left to reach out to customers to give us a one-star review. Well, they put something similar back into it. If you, again, if you are brand registered, you now have a section of your brand dashboard that talks about customer reviews. Just list all the reviews. It's a nice way just to see all the reviews coming in. And if there's a negative review, anything three or less, you have two options. You can, both of them involve Amazon reaching out on your behalf. Hmm. They can contact the customer and ask for more information so that you can help them through it. Or they can contact the customer and just offer them a refund. Uh, we have seen that this is actually having some customers re revisit the reviews, maybe not giving you a five star, but maybe lifting a one to a three or yeah. commenting in there that the, the brand owner took care of this. That's a great feature as well. Otherwise, you have no way of reaching out to customers. Um, and as they continue to roll out more and more things for brand owners, I think that that's part of their strategy. They want to get more brands actively involved selling on Amazon, maybe make you feel like you do have more control of the experience than, uh, than you used to because they've been taking away the ability to reach customers. But by giving brand owners this, they're definitely trying to make people feel like they have more control over their business again. Yeah, and it also like has always been like a super frustrating thing for sellers because if you get somebody that you know goes and like leaves a bad review on your product, they're like, oh, you know, because a lot of times it happens. They'll be like, oh, I tried to contact this brand four times, I couldn't get a hold of anybody, and like, 
you know, you know the brand owner, whether it's a student or whoever else, and you know that they're on top of all their yeah. messages. Like that's not how they run their business, but it's like some things seem to get lost in email or they're doing something weird. Um, there's literally no way to get in touch with those people. Like I would literally give this person a free product, replace it, like whatever they want, but it's like, <laughs> you just have no way to get a hold of them. So that's, that's really good on Amazon's part. Yeah. There, there, and you know, there's lots of other things as well. Um, you know, in the, in the marketing business, we like to split test. Hmm. You have to be a brand owner. You can do that inside of Amazon. There are software tools out there that were built entirely for letting you split test your listing. Yeah. Well, Amazon does that now. You can split test your title. Hmm. You can split test, I believe your images as well. And I think you can, they're working on split testing other things out there. Uh, and a plethora of other things. Amazon Live, uh, you can actually get on there. Like, I don't know, during Prime Day, I did admit I went to Prime Day, I bought some stuff, and I watched some of the videos out there. They have these Amazon personalities talking about products. Well, you can actually do that yourself as well for your brands if you're a brand owner. Go on there and hop live anytime you want to and hawk your wares, <laughs> as it may be. Uh, and then there's, let's see, Post, uh, which is kind of like their version of Facebook and social media. Uh, you can also have a, a way to create virtual bundles. I'm a huge proponent of those. A great way to upsell your customers and increase, you know, the customer order value and tons of other features. I mean, I can't list all, I don't know, 30 or so features out there, but yeah. definitely becoming brand registered, protecting your brand. Amazon gives you a lot of benefits to grow your business. Yeah, cool. So we, we have a question here from a listener from a previous episode says uh, from Abby Walters says currently in the process of saving enough to buy ASM, which is our main program for how to build a business with Amazon. Plus the cost of starting a brand on Amazon, of course, have having some for rainy days what i want to know is projected growth of new brands on amazon i can't help but sometimes get discouraged with how competitive amazon has become what would you say to someone wanting to invest in all of this but worried that any and all products are too saturated now so uh maybe you want to start off that answer and i'll kind of jump in yeah sure so first thing i'd say is that ever since i started selling in 2013 that question comes up every single year. Yeah. Don't start this year, it's too competitive. Then the next year, don't start this year, it's too competitive. Um, is it more competitive? Absolutely. There are more sellers out there. Um, there's more overseas sellers. We've seen that happen out there. Uh, and so you can't deny that there are not more sellers out there. Um, however, it's also a bigger marketplace now. Yeah. As people move to buying on, more and more online, uh, I think we're projected to see 18% of all retail sales will be e-commerce this year in the US alone. So that's increase over last year. Um, I know as more and more people buy online, there's just more customers constantly flooding in. And the last time I checked the numbers, and it's been this way for several years, there are more buyers buying on Amazon than there are the same ratio of sellers selling on Amazon. So is it more competitive? Yes. Is it too competitive? Absolutely not. I don't believe that to be the case. Yeah, you know, there's a saying that's, um, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. And I feel like we're in the same position with e-commerce. Uh, e-commerce and specifically Amazon both are growing like crazy and so yeah it's going to attract more people wanting to sell more competitors um but also the opportunities are getting bigger and and there's more of them i mean even all the stuff we've just talked about here uh we didn't even get to everything because it's not really an episode about all the opportunities with brand registry uh, but you were talking touching on some of those and there's so much stuff now that you can do to make sales and promote your products on amazon that back in the day you know when maybe it was less volume and quote unquote less, less competition there was like three levers you could pull like you could rank some products uh ppc didn't even exist back then so you could basically have different products different listings and different ranking campaigns like that was it there's nothing else you could possibly do there weren't all these promotional features ppc strategies any of this kind of stuff bundles like none of that stuff existed back in the day which means there's a lot of ways you can win um so i wouldn't be concerned that it's too competitive Maybe it'll get to that point at some point in the future. I don't know. But right now, like you said, people have been saying that forever. 
yet here we are. We just interviewed somebody that's going to be coming up in a, a future podcast episode pretty soon here. And she basically went from nothing to sell her business in three years. And she just sold it. This isn't like something that happened years and years ago. And what is she doing now? She's building another business <laughs> following the exact same model. Uh, we have some other members that they've sold three different businesses following this model. And now they're doing something else because they're almost just bored with this <laughs> replicable model that they keep doing. And they just bought their dream home. And like they could literally just keep doing this and going bigger and bigger each time. Uh, for them, it's literally that easy. And so it shows you that there's still plenty of opportunities out there. Now, I kind of like being more specific, you know, uh, what's the projected growth of new brands on Amazon? It's hard to say. I mean, giving you a specific number or something. But um, there still seems to be lots of room for people getting started because, I mean, Amazon is still growing at you know 30% a year. General e-commerce is growing very quickly. It's still a small percentage of total retail. Uh, so it still seems like the prospects are, are very good, at least for the next, say, five years at, at minimum. Um, so yeah, I think it's a you, great place. You know, I think one thing that my takeaway from this would be also that it is more important than ever, though, to know what you're doing. Yeah. So it used to be when we started off, Matt, that you pretty much throw up a product. They didn't even have advertising on Amazon. As long as you put up a good product and knew how to get a few sales going, it could just happen very easily. It's not as easy as it used to be right now. The opportunity, I think, is greater, but you have to know more in order to be successful right now. Uh, and one nice thing about the topic today about like protecting your brand is that the vast majority of sellers on Amazon, they're not going to get a trademark and register the brand. They're just average everyday people trying to make a few sales out there. So if you're willing to go that little bit extra mile, get a trademark at some point, not right away, but then you can take advantage of all these other tools that most sellers will never know are out there, much less use. Uh, then you can definitely give yourself a leg up on the competition. Yep, absolutely. So uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up for this episode. Thank you, Abby, for that question. If anybody else has any questions about this episode, any past episodes, any questions at all related to Amazon or e-commerce, we're more than happy to answer them. Just go to amazing.com slash branded. Uh, submit your question over there and we will hopefully answer it on a future episode. So thank you very much for listening and we'll uh, see you in the next episode. Bye.